With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Sweet Lounge in Bellevue. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason. Is it on? <laughs> and um, Renesta. Hello. And Devaney. Hello. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Socially Savvy. We are going to be chatting today on invitations, introductions, and follow-ups. Um, what is appropriate, what is the best way to handle them so that you can um, make sure that all your relationships come across as successful, everybody is comfortable, and so on. If you would like to call into the show, you can call in at 323-843-6090. We're more than happy to take your call and uh, hear what you have to say. So, Mr. Jason, we have some delicious Amazing stuff in front of us. We have beverages. So today we get to, it's all about the sweets, which for spring and just coming off of Easter, how much fun is that? Oh, definitely. After eating all that ham. All that ham, all that turkey, whatever it was that you were eating for Easter. So here at the Sweet Lounge, we are running with sweets. The uh, two beverages that we have in front of us are the, the uh, huck- huckleberry. huckleberry. Yes, the Huckberry. We have lemon drop, cabberry vodka, triple sec, and lemonade. I get to try this. I'm excited. I get to try it first. A small martini glass with a lemon twist in there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I could drink myself under a table with that. (laughs) Everybody needs to try this. Mm Mm-mm-mm. So the reason we're focusing on the sweets here at um, the Sweet Lounge is because they've just added desserts to their menu, yes, as well as their uh, bartender staff has been creating all these new beverages. And they're actually the ones who are creating them. They're coming out of their their brains and what they have experienced as being fun and tasty. And so that's one of the things I really like about Sweet is they're very innovative with what their um, approach is. It's not your typical, okay, well, we've only got this kind of martini. We've only got that. They're really trying to do fun, new, different yes. things. Definitely, totally different things. And it's, you know, it's not over the top. It just really works. It's smooth. It's, you know, really good. Yeah. Very much fun. All right. Well, let's see here. Let's go ahead. Shall we try one of the desserts? We have everything in front of us, which, can I tell you, is, is not typical. We usually have it brought to us through the, the course of the show, so it's really fun to have everything, like, right here. And I've tried one of the desserts already. You have? Yes. This one in the martini glass, what which is... Absolutely delightful. And we're going to have the maker of the desserts tell us a little bit about them and what they are. So, yay. <laughs> she's over here dying. <laughs> so, if somebody could hand her a mic, Jason, let's have her tell us about that. So, first one, which one do you want to go first with? It's a, um, I don't know what's in it. This is a panna cotta, which is a um, flourless, eggless. Um, light custard, and it is infused with vanilla bean 
and it has the, as you see, it sinks to the bottom, um, but it still floats throughout the dessert, so you get that really intense flavor. And then it's topped with fresh strawberries. I actually tried this, was it two days ago? And, oh my gosh, fell in love. It was It's lightweight, it's airy, it's just fresh. It's a fun, fun dessert. I've never tried anything that even remotely tastes anything like it. That's what's so great about this. Nobody can find this dessert anywhere. It's the most popular dessert in Italy and Rome. It is super, super intense flavor with such a, it is de- cooked with the lowest amount of sugar. So, and that's really important to me. And that's All right, here, here we go, taking the first bite. I know, I'm, I was going to wait, but I'm not going to be a very good host if I'm going to take the first bite here. Okay. Uh-oh, let's see here. Oh, it's yummy. She's yummy. <laughs> very yummy. All right, girls, you got to have some. And for those that didn't make it in, you're missing it. <laughs> well, and here's one of the fun things, too. The, um, our friend here who makes these desserts, she's actually one of the staff here. So she gets to work with people on a daily basis. And you really did kind of, you were trying to, I know you guys took a really long time to get your dessert menu together. So you were really racking your brain and listening to what people were asking for and, and what they thought that they might like. Yeah, it's, um, you know, my company has exploded with Sweet Bring Me On and it is just a phenomenal experience to bring this to everyone and I have not gotten one remotely bad response and it's it's just physically amazing. So very smooth, very mm-hmm. not too sweet. It's yum. Kind of makes it feel like it's healthy for you because it's got fresh strawberries on it. Well, and for summertime, when you, especially when you're talking about people are always looking for desserts that maybe don't have certain products in them. So it's nice that you have put this on the menu where you can say it doesn't have this, it doesn't have that, and they're like, oh, I can actually enjoy something. And that's that was one of the other most important items to me is because I am diabetic myself. So it is really important to me that I cook with the lowest amount of sugar possible. And I feel like when I tell everybody that, they're just, their eyes explode. And with knowing joy. how to cook with that is amazing, truly. Definitely. You know, having a dessert, you know, low in sugar and taste good is always really hard. Oh, yeah. Well, and very rare. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to have you back on here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about some of our topics, and then we'll come back and try some of these other scrumptious desserts. All right. Um, Jason, tell us a little bit about Sweet Lounge. I know that they've got a whole bunch of really cool things that they're going to be um, starting this next uh, over the next uh, two weeks. Yes. So Sweet Lounge is over in the Hyatt in Bellevue. Can't miss it. You walk in there, big doors out to the back. Uh, it's open late night. Happy hour uh, starts on April 22nd from 10 to 12 a.m., which will include the same food that is on the regular happy hour. Uh, $3 beers, $4 well drinks, and one red, one white house wine, which is pretty standard, but it really is a good pour, and it tastes really, really nice. On Sundays, they have, uh, for those that are in the industry, you get half off. Oh, no, they get half, sorry, I read it wrong. Get uh, happy hour prices for those in the industry and the bill collection employees all day. Can't beat that. So that means anybody from Lincoln Town Center, Bellevue yes. Square, or here at the Hyatt, if they're employees on a Sunday, it is happy hour all day for them. Yes. So you it's know, not bad. So when you're out working hard, and you know, like you when you get off. You yeah. Know. And also, uh, just uh, I was told that they stay open till 2 a.m. starting on the 22nd of April, which is not too far away. Not too far away. They're they're extending their late night happy hour um, on the 22nd as well. So it looks like everything is launching on the 22nd. It's going to be very fun. Yep. Uh, just kind of a tease, you know, we just finished tasting the panna cotta. We've got a cheesecake. 
a chocolate raspberry tort and pudding de padera. I'm kind of interested to see what that's about. Aren't those the little truffles? I don't I think know. so. They all look so good. Mm-hmm. Can't Okay, today's topic, socially savvy invitations, introductions, and follow-ups. Brought to you by Pop Chips, not fried, not baked, think popped. Love it. So much of our social interactions are formed and continued on how we handle these three simple things. Today we chat on how to manage these and incorporate socializing into a very busy lifestyle so that you can maintain some balance and not lose uh, perspective of what true socializing is versus networking. I think uh, one of the big mistakes that a lot of people make is they have not taken the time to really dissect the difference between networking and socializing. Yes. They cross the two way too much. Um, they try to turn every social event into networking. and It turns a lot of people off. It's turning people off. It also shows uh, lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You really want to know when it is appropriate to talk about certain things and when it isn't. There is a way in any social setting to be able to feel like you can talk about who and what you do, but you need to know when and how to approach it. Yeah. So the first We've talked about this first off so a many lot. times. So so many times. You know, we talked about the, you know, invitations and whatnot over and over and over again. You know, especially with Facebook and then now yep. Google Plus that's starting to be a real strong contender. You know, Twitter has a few, you know, new asterisks that are coming up on yep. there. You still have your um excite or not yeah, um no uh, Evite. Evite. That's that, a nice. That's a nice invitation. It yeah. actually tells you who's coming. Emails you when people accept. Yep, it helps you to follow through. So one of the things when it comes to in, um, invitations, especially on Facebook, with them being more and more prominent, you want to be aware everybody is doing this, and so you need to make sure that your approach is less than junk mail type. Uh, there's several of us here. I know um, Devani. She probably you probably get hordes and hordes of invitations every week. Yes. I mean, at any given time, I know on Facebook, I've got 80 to 120 invitations that we have to go through. And that can be really frustrating. You're you're trying to prioritize and take the time to look at them. But like you are probably well aware, there are some where you're just like, it's like spam mail. Yes. Yeah. Often. (laughs) It's like, okay, please stop. So I think the number one thing is to, to realize that if you want your event to stick out and stand out, then you want to make sure that it doesn't come across as spam. And one of the best ways to do that is to really handpick the people that you're inviting. So, for instance, every time we do a Socially Savvy, even though we do it every single week, there are a few people that I will repeat invite, but I'm constantly changing the group of people that we're inviting, adding new people in, giving a couple other people, you know, maybe a break from the invitation. The invitation goes up on Facebook so that everybody can see it but they're not getting it in their inbox every single week. So right. the feedback that I've gotten is it's more appreciated that way. Yes. And also making sure that the title to your invite actually matches what it is. And a lot of people, you know, when I, yeah, I don't get tons of invites and I'm like, I look at just, you know, I've only got a few seconds to look at it. I'm like, if I don't really understand it, then I, you know, I'm not going. I agree. Important. What about you, Vanessa? I know with all of your single events, it's it's harder for you because you've got oh, yeah. that group of people and you're trying to constantly get them information because they're waiting for it. Yeah, I I think it definitely depends on your audience. Um, you know, knowing that if, like, I work with a lot of singles and they're they're waiting for my emails in some cases, like, what am I going to do this weekend? Oh, let me see what Vanessa, let me see what three-step dating is doing. There's that. But then also, too, is that 
I also realize that Facebook has a great opportunity to meet people I would not have otherwise been able to meet without having to go to so many networking events. You know, I used to do a lot of networking events when I first started my company, and then now I'm very selective on which ones I go to. Yeah. So it's good to see that this is a great – I was just invited to an event. I don't really know any of those people there, and because I don't, that's going to appeal to me that I can gain new friendships, create new connections, and even, you know, for somebody that's single, you know, create that opportunity of not meeting the same, same people, people over and over. Yep. So for us to kind of be against, oh, I'm getting invited to so many new events, I look at that as an opportunity for some folks oh, that yeah. says, oh, wow, look at this. I mean, if you're not into the big, you know, trance or dance clubs or anything like that, then maybe those right. ones unsubscribe to. So when it comes to, like, empowering women or, you know, singles events or things that's your niche, yeah. it would be great to see what events you know no one. And if you know the Yeah, that's repeats, a really good point. You know, the, the event repeats, you know it's going to happen every other week or all that. Yeah. Consider going every other time. There, I know there's some events that I can't go every yeah. time. So I go... Every other time, just to make sure that you know, at least I'm showing up. You know, the friends that I know. Right, and and supporting the the businesses and the the things that the association that's there. Um, one of the things that we suggest is personalize them. Mass mailing again can get you ignored. I know one of the things I've noticed with your Renefa is they're constantly ever changing. You've always got different details. You've always got a different approach to it. It never sounds like the same thing. Uh, I know that there is an appeal to just copy and paste. Oh yeah, I wish I could are. copy and paste. We are so busy, but you you have to remember that if people aren't getting that one-on-one voice introduction from your invitation, you don't want to come across where they're going to finally go, you know what, I'm just going to unsubscribe because this is boring. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely keeping things innovative and new and creating a new spin on your event. I mean, you're always giving away something new. Yes. You're always creating a new location that other people have no clue about. Or like tonight, we're eating these fantastic desserts that weeks ago, Sweet didn't offer. A days you know, ago. So, yeah, days ago. <laughs> so this is like a whole new opportunity for someone. It's like, oh, I've already been there, but have you tried their dessert menu? Yes. So creating that new opportunity all over again. New beverage yep. menu, new, you know, New everything, yeah. Yeah. Okay, one of the other things I think is really crucial to invitations is lead time. Uh, I know that we are, again, all so busy, but you've got to give people time to plan. I know that there's a lot of last minute. I know that Washington is well known for their RSVP in the 12th hour. But if you want people to consider coming, you've got to give them some lead time. What do you think is a good lead time? A 10-day, 14-day, 3 weeks, 6 weeks? I think for most most events that are smaller venues and stuff, 10 days to two weeks is great. If you're talking about a major thing where there's gonna, they've got the capacity for a 1,000 people like a concert or something, you're, you're going to want to give a good six- to eight-week lead so people can buy their tickets, make their arrangements, anytime it's you know a bigger scale and it's going to involve more uh, travel, let's say it's a, it's a one-time deal. You want to give more leeway because more people are, will be apt to come if they know about it ahead of time. Your mic's not working. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> oh, that's not even cool. Your mic is going to be a stranger. So, yes, definitely uh, the lead time. Don't rely on Facebook invitations only. People do tend to miss them. This was um, reminded with me, I did an event, I don't know, probably two months ago, and people were telling me, oh, I never got it. A lot of people don't realize they don't check their Facebook enough or they're not uh, savvy enough with their Facebook. 
that and they'll have like, you know, 30, 40, 50 things come up and they just they'll click the little icon up top and then it'll disappear and they have yeah. no idea. Yeah, so easy on Facebook. Yeah, so I always encourage people follow up if it's a if it's a big event and you need more people to show up or you've got a certain a number that you want to get in the door because it's got a financial tie to it. You want to follow up with at least two other types of invitations. Do email, do evite, do postcards, uh, word of mouth. I mean, you want to try to start capitalizing on more than one thing so that you don't miss out on those people and and kind of know a little bit about the people yes. that you're inviting. Are they on Facebook very often? And if you guys that have a business, you want to use your newsletters ahead of time. Going to kind of you know what's coming. That also helps out as well. Definitely. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. So the penny cotta is still there. I think we need... It's yummy. <laughs> yes, I, I think we need to I- indulge in the, the three blind mice in front of us. Yeah, three blind mice. So we need we need you to tell us about these wonderful, adorable little truffle pieces here. Okay, well, the three truffles you have in front of you are a white and milk chocolate ganache truffle with a candied orange zest. Oh my gosh, it's solid. It's like a little mini. You no, know, you have to pick up and eat them. Okay, I'm trying to be savvy here and not finger food it, which is against <laughs> oh, my nature, on. I have to say. It's not against your nature. To not finger food? Yes, it is. I grab everything with my fingers. I'm glad you know that's what we do. We share. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is yummy. Okay, so tell me what's in this again. Or whatever you want to tell me without giving any secrets away. <laughs> um, it is a white and milk chocolate ganache truffle. And ganache is just a um, another way of softening the chocolate. How you get chocolate chips, they're hard, so it's just how you cook it down and make it soft and temperate and how it still keeps the flavor. I'm still eating. It's very delicious. I hadn't tried this before. I am going to be ins- I'm going to be 400 pounds when I walk out of this place. And the key thing about when you make ganache, if you don't have the if you have the chocolate too hot, and you add the other ingredients, you can turn it into like a not a curdle, but it, it's like grainy. Yes, I, it doesn't even melt down again. No, you just totally ruined, ruined it. it. <laughs> uh, when I was an apprentice, I did that a few times, and after you did it a few times, you kind of go, "Ooh, that's a good thing." <laughs> after you get yelled at too, I get yelled at by the, sh- the executive chef a few times, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm not doing that again." Definitely, yeah, it's. It definitely takes some practice to work with chocolate, and if you can do it, it's truly delicacy. Well, and what's so nice about this is I know a lot of things with truffles, people have a tendency to shy away from them a bit because truffles, my first thought is sometimes they're very heavy. They're very weighty. These have more of a lightness about them, a freshness about them. Very smooth. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. There's also no sugar added. Ah. Okay, so what is the sweet? Again. Okay, item. I'm sorry, that defies logic. <laughs> there is actually a secret ingredient that I do put in it, and it makes it sweeter, but without adding the sugar. Okay, I love you. <laughs> you are my new best friend. This is just wrong. You okay, have one of those license plates, don't you? No, no, I don't, but I probably should. Okay, while we're here, we're going to try this this uh, third dessert real quick. Tell me what this. It looks like this cute little mini cake. Mini cheesecake. Cheesecake right. thing is adorable. You're exactly right. It is your own personal cheesecake, and this one is a blackberry key lime. Oh, key lime is heaven. So I have to tell you, your presentation, every nuance, every detail of this is spectacular. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's very important to me. Everybody knows me as a perfectionist. Oh, Lord. Tastes good. Remember that 400-pound mark? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
That's why they're mini. Well, that's the other thing that I really wanted to comment on is the the quantity that you get when you're buying things at Sweep. Number one, the prices are they're pretty good. I mean, especially for Bellevue, but your quantities and prices match, and you don't feel like you can only eat half. I mean, I think a lot with dessert people are always trying to give you so much, and it tends to be too much. So I love that this is, they're not bite-sized, but they're a couple bite-sized. So that's few actually, bites. for those that are uh, food lovers out there, excuse me, foodie. my throat. No, I don't want to use foodies anymore. I think it should be food lovers because everybody's a foodie now. Uh, food lover. I've noticed that some other restaurants might cheat and make one big sheet pan and then take a little round die and go... This looks like it's actually individual made. She does. And uh, I tell she by brings the, them by in the every crust. Week. So they look beautiful. They taste wonderful. They're amazing. <laughs> Renessa's over here. That's good. <laughs> oh, Mike. Well, they're very tasty. This one is the... That one's panna cotta. Panna cotta. If anybody is looking for a dessert date, this would be awesome. It's you know something you can share, and it's tasty. It's really really good. Well, its presentation in the martini glass, I think, is very elegant too. Strawberries are very sweet too. They're lovely. Okay, Spring moving food. on. We Spring will come food. to the last dessert and the last beverage here in a little bit. When creating invites, keep it updated. Yes. Make changes as soon as possible if things change um, so you can give people a heads up. If you have new sponsors, add them immediately. If you have any, I mean, I went to one event where they literally had a change of venue within three days of the event. Can you imagine mm-hmm. the, am- the amount of stress? So the second you get information, you need to make sure that you're staying up on it and updating and following up with those those multiple different um, venues are multiple different um, avenues of getting that information out to them. We had one of our restaurants that we were hosting a class at burn down the night before. Oh, wow. And then the next day we're hosting our dating class there, and I'm literally calling the place up to say, hey, just want to let you know we're at 35 RSVPs, and there's a voice message. Due to the unforeseen fire last night, oh, nobody we are had updated no you. longer open. Oh, word. And I'm like... Oh, I have to contact not only the 35 people that have prepaid, but you know there's going to be walk-ins. Oh, yeah. And it was just, you know, and and thankfully we had a bunch of signs, so people did walk in. I picked a place that was close enough that if people walked there, got dropped off there, they could go somewhere closer and just walk away. But that was, like, totally unplanned within, I mean, gosh, probably like a 6- to 12-hour turnaround. That's a heart attack. Yeah. That's a heart attack. And updating your information as often as you possibly can. And be sure that you put the address on there. Some people, they rely yeah. on the, the invite link. Or the link. And that's, I'm I'm notoriously bad for that. And, you know, and also which location, you know, like uh, some restaurants have two locations. One in Seattle, like Black one in Bottle. Bellevue. That's one. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, oh, where are we going? I don't know. Yes, we've run into that before, too. So that's a very good point. Be clear as to which location so that people aren't in Seattle when they're supposed to be in Bellevue. And then uh, also for those that do it at home, be sure, you know, if you have, you know, neighbors that are, you know, conscientious of their parking, be sure you put on the invite, don't park in the neighbor's parking spot. Yes, know. yes. And I was going to say invitations. When you're talking about invitations for a private function where you're putting it on in your own home, do go and talk to your neighbors. Let them know what's going on. I've even had neighbors go, hey, we've got this big field. Would you like to use it for parking? 
Oh, nice. One of the best things you can ever do when you have neighbors is invite them to the function because then they don't have any reason to complain. They are now part of it instead of having to deal with it. Here's a uh, uh, in, uh, party kind of thing we did on accident. We have our... Party faux pas? Yeah. Well, we didn't know until like the, the <laughs> next day. Uh, had an event, and the inside speakers were kind of low, so we kept turning up the one knob. Oh, we didn't realize it was also outside. outside. So in the morning, they're like, you guys are super loud. And I'm like, no, we weren't. It was barely turned up. We didn't realize that there are two switches the for the yeah. outside. Yeah, that one's, you're right, that's not something that could be foreseen. <laughs> this is very yummy. It is. We're still is playing like with dessert. Yeah. We're obsessing. Okay. And also the Huckleberry uh, Martini. Martini. I don't know, that smells like a lemonade. It, you know, it's a lemon drop. Huckleberry lemon, lemon drop. drop. It's, see this, like in the summer. Really enjoy it. It's going to be fabulous for the summer. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the second drink that we have sitting in front of us? Uh, that is called a Sweet Surrey. Sweet Susie. Sweet Susie. Uh, sorry, I can't read my own writing. Vodka, lemon juice, some syrup with it. Top wow, that's with got a little pop. Basil. That, that one definitely has a pop. That's got a pop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, woo. Okay, I'm awake. Ooh, I actually, that's nice. It is. It's got. All right, when it's a pop, for those, you know, when people think pop, you're thinking like, oh my God, my throat's burning. No, this is actually, you can taste the vodka in it. Yes. But it's, it's got that basil that's on top. Yes. Is it muddled with basil? Probably, right? Shaken? Just shaken. It's very good. Very, very nice. Good. For somebody who doesn't like something that's maybe as sweet, this one has that herb flavor to it, which kind of settles it out. I think that's really nice. Very tasty. Very tasty. All right, introductions. We're going to move on to socially savvy introductions. I cannot caution you enough on how important it is to take this very seriously. From the starting point of um, the person making the introduction, you need to remember that the people are trusting you and who you bring to them. You need to make people make judgments based off of who you are as to who they're going to accept and who they're going to speak with. You want to be very protective of that trust as well as protect your own reputation with who and how you introduce people into your social circles when you introduce them. Uh, so you want to make sure you do a little bit of homework first. Face value is not enough these days. Uh, I know from personal experience, I am very, very cautious with who I introduce to my social circles. And it's not because I'm being rude or prude. I value those people's time that much. There are a lot of people who are not taking the time to recognize that we are very, very busy. We're in a time in our lives where we're having to work very hard. If you want to accomplish anything new, if you want to be a part of what's going on socially, you need to protect those relationships and, more importantly, protect their time, respect their time, Um, especially when you're starting to mix and cross introductions, cross social circles, uh, being aware of the people who, like if you're bringing in a new friend and you're coming into a, quote-unquote, very social atmosphere versus a networking you want to prompt those people say, hey, you know, I, I'm really happy to introduce you to these people. Please understand they are here to relax and party. So let's keep the networking on the on the down low. And that's hard because there are people that we start off as friends and then, you know, they fade away or they've done something to somebody else. And that, you know, that's, a, I guess, secondary to your invitation is like, yes. you know, even though I know that person and we were closer friends and now we're not, doesn't mean that that's our viewpoint. And that's hard, especially when you meet new friends who... 
you know, it's that rumor mill, you're, you're, you know, you go around, you're like, right. oh, what do they do? And it's like, well, I'm not that person, I'm just a friend. And that's kind of hard to do, especially when you invite somebody new to the mix, say, you, you know, hi, here's my friend, you know, Joe. Joe's, you know, a cool guy. And then all of a sudden, Joe does something mean or Sue does something mean. And then yes. you're like, ooh, um, they were a friend. You know, it's hard to do, especially in this day and age, because integrity goes a long way. And there's not a, you're right, we don't have enough time to go into that new friends. I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust right. you. I'm going to go forward. At the same time, though, I think personally, if I you introduce me to somebody and then that person doesn't, you know, work out, I don't hold you, you know. Yes, you've got to be accountable and understand that you can't know every nuance of everybody and have the presence of mind to, number one, if you feel like there is a problem, communicate. Go to, go to the person who introduced you. You know, I have this strange kind of thing. Is this the norm? Don't be afraid to communicate with people just because you were introduced. They may have been introduced to them and everything was fine. It could be a personality. It could be a lot of different things. So don't jump to any conclusions. But one of the things that I always caution people and tell people is don't ever, even with your close friends, don't ever put yourself in a position where they can do you harm. And the reason I say it, it that way is when people get desperate, they will do things out of their character. Yes. So don't ever put yourself in a position where your friends can hurt you or hurt your relationship. What would be an example of that um, financially? So yeah, if if you're going out with friends and they go, oh hey, you know, um, I don't have. You're walking into a place, you know, hey, I don't, I forgot my wallet, I don't have blah blah blah. Just very kindly, I would say, you know, I'm running on a tight budget this week. Is there any way you can go find an ATM? Don't. Let it take that step. Do not yeah. let them commit you to something financially because once you do, if if they carry it to two, three, four hundred dollars, what are you going to do? Oh, they're just going to owe it to you. That's a very dangerous place to be. Now, mm-hmm. maybe this is somebody who's most of the time a really nice person, but now they're in, in, in a point in their life where they're desperate. They're trying to maintain those connections. They're trying to maintain being seen socially, so they're dumping bills on other people. Yeah, it's... There's a level two. There is sometimes, you know, I'll pick up the bill because, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, there, again, anybody, there, there's a big red light. Anytime somebody asks you to pick up a bill, uh-uh, no way. Nope. If you offer, that's different. Again, offered, not asked for. And the other person should be very kind and say, you know, are you sure? Okay, thank you, you know, or I'll be right back. Right. You know, the same thing with, with business, there's a lot of times when, you know, you, you have to be very open and, you know, kind of here's the expectations, you know. Correct. And uh, I'll ask Vanessa, what do you do on, a, you know, on the first date? What is, you know, okay when, you know, you're meeting somebody? The protocol for a first date when you're talking about a first introduction? So who pays or? Introduction. introduction. Um, the protocol when I'm introducing someone? Or is it like if I'm at a, a singles dating. event? Yeah. You're sitting here and your friend's, you know, single and you see him to her and you're like, how do you introduce it? What is acceptable to, you know, hi, Devani, here's uh, Joe. You know, I think you'd like to meet him. Yeah, definitely. I think it, um, one thing I've learned is especially is that there's an opportunity in everything, even if that person might not be what you're most attracted to and or that the um, the chemistry or whatever you feel when you meet that person but there's a great opportunity to make friendships, but not everyone looks that way. So when I'm introducing someone that does not know that other person, I try to let them know one thing about that person. 
So to create that, like, oh, you know, this is this is Devony. She's you know great. She's worked for this great you know social lounge. She's worked with Sweet. She's doing social media, and you know she's creating this great platform for women and for businesses out there. So I would create like a sense of title to each person I introduced to, like, oh, this is one of my friends. I know he just got back from Europe. You should ask him about his trip to Europe. So I automatically think that anytime I do an introduction, I also want to create an icebreaker with it. Okay. Versus just saying, oh, hi, this is Jason. Um, okay, i got to go over here. So do you think one of the things that I was going to cover, I think, a little bit later um, in talking about with an uh, introduction is when you're introducing somebody, steer away from introducing them strictly by what they do for a oh, living. Yeah. Find other avenues, uh, like, for instance, hey, you know, this is my friend Joe, and we golf together on Saturday afternoons. Um, they love to golf, or they love to be in the outdoors, or we go hiking Things that give you a little bit more of a personal interest instead of that business because that also keeps it from going to a networking thing right away. You get to know the person, I think, in a little bit more real aspect. I think a lot of people make the mistake that our job is not all of what we are or who we are. Yeah, but I also know that for me, it would be very hard because I mostly know a lot of people from their jobs and I don't necessarily know so much of someone's personal life. So I think if, that's true. I guess in, that, if, in what you're would, talking about, in, in a case of that, I think it would be good to know like why that person does what they do. So this person owns this great social media company because they're looking to inspire business owners or looking to inspire women across the world. You know, so even knowing the why would be good. And I think that's something to know when you do have your friends. Like, why do you do your business? That's a really good question. That's a, a good one to know if you're going to be introducing people, because that is a, that is a courtesy. If somebody takes the time to introduce you to anybody, whether yeah. it be their neighbor, whether it be a business associate, whether it be a friend at a bar, you need to look at that as a courtesy. They don't owe you anything. Nope. And they have a reputation, and if they happen to have a very good reputation, you don't want to take advantage of that. You want to appreciate that and give it the respect that it's due. Definitely. Definitely. So, Mr. Jason, who are some of our sponsors today? Uh, one of our sponsors, Gunnar. Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery. Yeah, guess what's happening over there? I'm so freaking excited. I can't even wait. Should we tell them? Yes, we should tell them. Dr. Seuss, Secrets of the Deep. He's the only gallery in town that has Dr. Seuss art. For three weeks only. Um, he is the only authorized dealer in Washington yes. State. We saw some in San wow. Francisco that were awesome. Yes, we're very, very excited. He's going to be doing an open on Wednesday. That's yes. one of the events for this week. And it's it's a perfect time to go check out art. If you're not really an artie or you don't know a whole lot about art, one of the things that I love about his gallery is he does these opens, these um, finissages, and uh, I can't remember what the other one is, the, the actual open, but it is a great opportunity to get exposed to art. The artists are there, and they're very personable. They love talking about their art. If you like to socialize and you're trying to break away from so much of the networking and bridge into a little bit more socializing, these are great events to go to because people do engage you and do want to know about what you're doing as well as the social aspect yes, of things. Yes, he's uh, Gunnar Norsham. He's in Bellevue in the Hyatt, or by outside, just right outside the Hyatt. Across the, from uh, Joey's. Yes. Uh, Secrets of the Deep runs April 11th to April 28th. Yes, very, very excited. So you better come and see it. You can actually purchase some of them, right? Yes. The thing about the Dr. Seuss is he's going to have them on display, and you'll be able to purchase whatever because there's multiple prints. Yes. Very excited about that one. Okay. So when it comes to introductions, when, where, and how, you want to be sensitive to these things when you're making your introductions. Um, For example, don't introduce 
the starving starlet to the producer in the room at the beginning of the social event. No. She will monopolize their time. You want to do something like that towards the end of the event with a lead-in something like, this is my friend, we golf together on Saturdays. Give if, if you want to make an introduction to somebody and you know that there is a business benefit and you have the knowledge, be very particular with your timing so that they don't get locked in. Again, it comes from that point. If if you've got a starving starlet, she's going to be a little bit desperate. So you're going to need to control, and I hate to use that word, but put the reins on things on somebody that if you don't know um, how experienced they are in socializing. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, even new businesses, too. Yeah. You know, if you know someone who's like, oh, hey, I, you know, there's, there's, you know, like you, I know a lot of people and there's a lot of friends who like to meet that person. It's like, let me gauge how excitement you get, you know. Yeah, so when you're extending that invitation and you're introducing to that person, yeah. think about the person you're introducing them to. And if it is somebody who's going to have a lot of attention that night, be particular as to when you may, yes, don't promise, and, and when you do introduce if you think that they're, they're, they may be tying up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, follow-ups. Follow-ups. I like follow-ups. Most yes. people don't do follow-ups. Most people don't do follow-ups. <laughs> I actually went on a networking strike the other week because I was I saw like, that. I was, people were like, oh, are you going to this event? Are you going to this event? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to any at all this week because I need to follow up for the ones that I've been to earlier this month. And there's no point in me attending these networking events if you don't follow up. The whole reason is to set coffee dates, build relationships, carry that on, and and. It's shocking to me the number of people that either don't respond to an email that I send them or don't call me back. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, what's the point of going to a networking event? And so when I get the point of being guilty that way myself, then I stop and I say, okay, i got to catch up now. So you know what? I love that because there is a particular um, venue that I contacted through Facebook three times, email three times, and faced off twice. And do you think I got a return Anything. No. Okay, now now I'm going to throw this out. Now, this is where you have to be aware of what's going on. I then got a Facebook invitation to one of their events. And you know what my first response was? Oh, hell, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, it immediately fired off an irritation with me because they didn't take the time. All they had to do was send an email and say, hey, I am so swamped right now. Do you mind? Can, can we maybe get together next month? You know, we're just coming up out of the ground. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. It takes 30 seconds especially when somebody has tried to contact you multiple multiple times yes. in multiple different ways. Yeah. So you're just because you give somebody your card or they give you their card doesn't mean they're going to follow up with you. If you really want it bad enough, you got to follow up. Exactly. And when you get multiple invitations from them to try to follow up, you've got to be professional enough to know how to handle it. Oh, yeah. Or you're Definitely. going to get a really bad, because right now I could just strangle this person. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to say their name because I'm savvy like that. <laughs> what you say you're going to do. Yes. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And that's really, you know what, that is really hard to live up to these days because I think our intentions are all there. We really want to make a difference. We really want really to follow want through. To. Yeah. But that human side of us, sometimes we fall on our face. Now, that's the second thing is if you do fall on your face, approach it with grace. Mm-hmm. Apologize, apologize. Don't blame anybody but yourself. I like to say that life gets in the way because we have good intentions. Because the next thing you know, it's ten o'clock at night. Yes, and it comes way too fast. Many times, like okay, today I'm going to go do this. Okay, it's six. Okay, but I'm going to do this. Now it's eight. Okay, I'm going to do this. Now it's ten. It's like damn, where'd the day go? But that's you know that's the best thing about following up with somebody on email. 
you can do it at two, three, four o'clock yep. in the morning. And interestingly enough, I actually did a response at like two something in the morning, and it had been quite a while since I had been able to follow up and get through to them. And they made a comment about that. They said, "Wow, it's two o'clock. What are you doing at two o'clock in the morning? It's trying to catch up." <laughs> I think you get in a routine. That's when I do my email right before I go to bed. You know, I you know I try to set a set time to go to bed, and sometimes I don't, but. Yeah, I used the last time I said I'm going to follow up with email. That's my email time. I send it all out because you're sitting, you're quiet. It's kind of like getting a routine. You know? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. All right, follow ups. Uh, here is where it can all go terribly wrong. <laughs> so you really, really, really have to focus. Uh, lack of follow up is not going to get you anywhere. Just like what you were saying, you it's wasted time. It's wasted effort. You sit down and you think about it. if you go to one networking event. And let's say you paid $25 to attend the event. It's in Seattle, so you paid $7 to park. You paid $4 to cross the bridge. Yes. You paid another $10 in fuel. You know, you're looking at you threw, what, $50, $60, $70 away? Mm-hmm. If you don't follow up, if that is your intention, then you need to take a look at it from a fiscal point of view and go, am I going to waste my money or am I going to actually follow through with this? And, and don't say you're going to follow up if you really have no intention. Because if you give your card to somebody or, you know... Don't give your card if you don't want to follow up. Who's uh, like some certain like uh, finance, you know, like they do mortgages or they oh, do, yeah. you know, whatever. Because sometimes they will follow up with you. And if you had no intention, don't don't say, no, I don't thank you, but no thank you. Right. I'm not... How do you do that? How would you do that? Just speaking, because I know so many people come and talk to me about wanting to do a singles event, and I have no intentions of doing a singles event with them. Usually, I, I can't, for me, when they, you know, like they want to do charity and give away free stuff, while I'm all for the charity, I, I just don't have the budget to do that. And I say, I really like your idea of your event, but my business model doesn't allow me to, you know, give free, you know, pro, uh, products away. Another one is I had a guy come up to me. I did a wedding show. Mm-hmm. And the guy was walking around with this stack of cards, and I knew what he was doing. He was doing, you know, financial history. Hey, you don't mind if I call you back? It's like, well, thank you for the offer. I usually say, you know, thank you for yeah, taking the time. Yeah, I was going to say, thank, thank you. for the offer, but I'm just, I've got my finances in order. Thank you. Or else they will hound you. You know, I yeah. hate saying that, but they will hound you, you know, and hound yeah. you to, you know, follow up. And then chances are, it's like, I really just don't want to talk to you. And I like their product, but for me, the real answer is, Thank you for the offer, but I'm well taken care of. That's the easiest way to save face with both people. What do you think about keeping it open? Because I know that sometimes I don't I don't ever want to shoot myself in the foot and kind of going like, you know, necessarily disengaging and saying, you know, that doesn't necessarily fit my criteria of what a singles event would look like versus saying, you know, that's a good idea. That might be something in the future. I can follow up with you and see yeah. if that's something that's yeah, going to work out in the exactly fall. Or I will I use, yeah, exactly. Later. I was going to say, I'll usually, if I find like myself really tied in, because like, for instance, with the show, our goal is to get uh, our show locations and sponsors set up yeah. three to six months in advance. And I will tell people, you know, right now we're set for where we are, but if you want to check back with me in six months, you know, let's do a touch base and, and just see where we're at. That gives you that little bit of a door open, yeah. but you're not promising anything. And then, you know, that's what I did to somebody else who they want to do something with me. I wasn't ready to do it right now. I said, let's follow up on email and we'll go from there. You know, maybe it'll work out. Let's flesh out the details. Right now, it's not really. Usually, I, you know, I sell wine. So I own Seattle Wine Exchange. So at most of my venues, everybody's drinking. Everybody's like, yeah, we'll do it. It's like, you know. This venue is not, you know, right now it's not the opportune time to talk. 
about this, let's talk about this later. Why don't you send me an email? Or if I'm interested, I'll, say, I'll send you an email, and then if, we're, if it's uh, worse both of us, then we'll follow through. Otherwise, okay. you know, because usually in events like this, you're not, it's, you know, especially when there's wine drinking, there's food, you know, there's, you know it's not a business time, you know, yeah. unless you're really certain. That's the hardest part. It's kind of like um, you were saying about dating the other time. Sometimes people go too fast, too far. Just back it off a little bit because I'm sure you could say that if someone's really eager to go on a date with you, but now you want to talk more on, you know, email, that's, I would think you say, well, why don't we email me or we talk about it later on the phone. Yeah, that's good. One of the other things with follow-up, don't newsletter follow-up. If you have not contacted the person and had at least one other contact like you know went back and forth hey i met you at this event it was great to meet you i hope to check out your blah 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 if the first thing you do is send out a newsletter you are now considered spam yep. that is a huge pet peeve of mine because i have um a networking event i've been to a few times and they they do the whole they collect the database Yes. And then they send it out to everybody. So you get it in Excel file. So it's really easy to upload that into your system whenever you use, you know, constant contact or Hootsuite. Yeah. Um, and it's so not cool. It isn't because, again, it just it's like now you're being treated like a number. So you've got to really be cautious about how you represent yourself. If you newsletter me, I'm going to drop you. I'm sorry. A newsletter is for people who are interested specifically in what you're doing. Don't start it off that way. They're not going to care. If you do do a newsletter and to get yourself out of that bucket, it's also make sure you put in the newsletter, hey, you're part of this newsletter newsletter because you either signed up or we saw each other. Be sure you clarify. I've I've done that a few times with different newsletters that at least kind of make sure there's an out so you don't get spam because sometimes you might say, yeah, sign me up on the newsletter, but really you didn't want to. Yeah, that's true. You know. That's very true. Uh, do what you say you're going to do. So you do make that first or second con- you know, com- conversation and, and contact. Don't promise more than what you have time to follow up with. Yep. If you think that there's even a remote possibility that call you're not going to have the time. Just call me next week. I'll just, talk to you. You can ask for forgiveness. You can ask for grace, but don't become a repeat offender of this. It just drives everybody up the wall. Again, you have to remember to value people's time. We are short on it. We value it. And if you don't value it to us, then we're not going to look at you and value what you have. You, you're bringing nothing to the table. We got nothing for you. I think we have one more dessert we need to, to uh, yes. have told to us about. That was good. Have told to us about. Where did that Chocolate come from? Raspberry tort. I'm, I'm so focused beautiful. on the dessert, I can't even talk. All right, so tell us about this beautiful dessert. It has fruit in it. Yes, this is a um, fresh raspberry chocolate tort. Oh, I love tort. Be careful, it's rich. Oh, so this one is definitely rich then. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, good Lord. This one's probably the most one of the most popular. For one, there's no sugar added again. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. You cannot say that. Mm. That defies logic. It's my key element. Come on now. No sugar? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay, for all of our listeners who are on some kind of thing against processed sugars, which right now processed sugars are not popular, we do know what they do to the body. They do create um, cravings and stuff that are very unnecessary for our body. You've got to come in and try these. Very smooth. It's not like a other torso are very hard. You could have grab it and you're like... Dense, yes. This is not dense. This is very light and whipped. 
It's true. I mean, we've had those kind of torts where you're She's like, laughing at us. And you're eating like, it's not a tort, it's like a fudge cake, you know. And you're oh, like, you know, mm-hmm. no, those become, those become um, food muffins. Yes. What do they call those? Ninja muffins. Where Ninja you can muffins. throw them across the room at somebody, whack, they're out. <laughs> a drive-by, a, a, what do they call that? A drive-by torting. Drive-by torting. <laughs> this is very smooth, very oh, rich. <laughs> this would be one of those that would go with stick on your forehead, thunk. Just every stay night, there. I get a different reaction out of everybody. <laughs> that one's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is delicious. It is drive light. It is airy. Yeah. You're not going to be, this is not a successful drive-by torting. <laughs> not at all. I do. I love the freshness of the desserts here. This, mm-hmm. a, I would have to say probably some of the best desserts I've had on the east side, hands yeah. down. Very much. Hands very down. We cook in small batches just because we want that freshness here. And I do not want to sacrifice any kind of quality whatsoever. We can tell. It's very delicious. It's Thank perfect. you very much. And the crust is not too thick either. Now, tell us a little bit. You do these for the sweet, mm-hmm. but you do desserts on the side too. My company is called Suck It Up Cupcake Catering. OMG. Okay. <laughs> Suck It Up Cupcake. Yes. Nice. Okay. Where do we find you? I love this. Um, I actually do not, and I am reframing from a website just because of my referrals. I am getting so much business. Um, from doing all the restaurants that I do and my personal clients, I am overwhelmed because I do it all myself out of my home, and that's the way I prefer it. So if somebody from Socially Savvy wanted to get a hold of you, they should come to the suite? Yes, they can come to the suite, or you can find me on Facebook. So it's just Suck It Up Cupcake Catering. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I just want to sit here and eat. The plates are clean, yes, because we're clean plate club here. We are. Crazy. All right, the la- the last little thing on follow-up. Recap and re-extend an invitation. Once you followed up with somebody, whether you've done it with an email or, um, um, you know, you met somebody at an event and you followed up with an email or a text message or a phone call, recap and, ex- and re-extend that invitation. Set up to see them for coffee. If you don't drink coffee, maybe lunch. Um, but keep it light and simple. The best thing you can do with a follow-up is follow-up with a face-to-face, a one-on-one. Definitely, yeah. My favorite is coffee, for sure. Get that one-on-one time. Well, you can yeah. get an idea as to whether or not you're comfortable enough in away from the craziness of the event to see if you can collaborate, if it's going to be feasible for both of you. Exactly. And the other thing is you don't keep in mind that I think it might scare people away when, like, when they do a follow-up. Uh-huh. Keep in mind that it's not all, it's not all about... Uh, um, you know, there, there's no anticipation. You know, it may cost money, uh-huh. but uh, it uh, it's okay to you know to say you know you don't don't worry. Let's just have a consultation. Let's just talk about it. You know, and you don't have to. Um, I know sometimes like you know if you want to meet for for they want to talk about wine. Some people feel they have to buy wine from you. It's like no, let's just talk about it. Let's get figure out where you're at. You know, same thing. I'm sure you know Devani. Uh, Dev- Devony, Devony, I know. Oh, I keep sorry. going back and forth, and back and forth. You go back, you know, and you hear it from each other. You know, it's like sometimes you hear one more person say it wrong, and then you go back to the wrong way of saying. It, you're like, darn. <laughs> you do. I'm sure, just like you, you know, people when you say, "Hey, I, I provide a service," and then they go, "Oh, well, if we meet up, that means she wants money." It's like, no, that's not necessarily true. Just right. say, let's just talk about, you know, this is meet up, we have a quick chat, and see, you know, we can go from there. Exactly, and that, you know, this actually, <laughs> this brings up a really good point. On your follow-up, if you don't know how to correctly say somebody's name, you need to go back to the person who invite, who introduced you. Or if you mess it up, 
you say the name and you ask, is this the proper way to say your name? Make sure to extend that courtesy because the name is the most personal thing associated with that human being. And if you continually screw it up, basically what you're saying is, I really don't care who you are, just as long as you have something to offer me. I'm just saying. Oh. Everybody's like, everybody got quiet. Did well, I like I, <laughs> I, um, hit a nerve? <laughs> no, I, Devani, I've been saying Devani for. I, I called her Devani, Devani. Is it? It's it's Devani. Yeah, yeah and Devani. I and I've been saying, and, and we're talking like the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, she's so sweet. She I never corrects you. I feel you. so bad. I'm like, oh she my never gosh, you know, I'm constantly like Devani or Devani, Devani, Devani. Like I have to say it. So oh my gosh, that's exactly what I did last time I came in here, and and uh, Tracy, one of our other co-hosts, Tracy yeah. Clinkroth, corrected me, and I'm like. Devony, 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 Devony. Yes. <laughs> no, it's like you get it right, and you think to yourself, okay, Devony, Devony. I've got it. say it wrong, and like, oh, I guess I was wrong. Okay. Well, people say Renisa. Renisa. I don't know oh, where they get Renisa. <laughs> Renisa, yes. I mean, it's, wow. it's one of those things, you know. Renisa. <laughs> so there just goes to show that when you're doing your follow-up, make sure that if you're, as soon as you get face-to-face or you're on a phone message, you know, talking to them over the phone, if you're not sure... And that's okay, because some of us have names that don't come across, so you think you know the way it's supposed to be said, but it's not quite that way. Don't be afraid to to ask the question, is this the right way to pronounce your name? Is this the right way Mm -hmm. to say your name? And what I like to do is I'll go into my phone message, and then I will uh, put in parentheses the way it sounds. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm a cheater. (laughs) I'm a cheater. Another way. Another to way to cheat is if you hear someone's name and you don't know how to uh, say it or pronounce it, ask them how do you spell it. Oh, that's good. And this is so like if you're meeting someone for the first time, and you go, oh, you hear their name quickly and you don't want to ask, excuse me, can you tell me your name again? And that's kind of like I just said it to you because I'm the worst person oh, when that's it comes great. to that. I like that. I just go I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, how do you spell your name? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, oh, I didn't know that. Even if it's Chris, I'm like, oh, is that with a K or a C? Like, right. <laughs> just because yeah. I, it's not that I needed to really know how to spell your name. It's I just don't remember it and I don't want to be rude and say, I've already forgot your name in five minutes. That's actually a really great way of doing it. And because people, most of us do know, most of us do know that, you know, you're running around an event and you're like, oh, shit. Who was that person? <laughs> How do you spell your name again? B-O-B. Thank you. I've tried doing it. So how how do you say your your last name? You know, trying to figure out. Okay, what's this person's name? I don't remember. <laughs> you know, and especially if there's you're in a group and there's people who have similar sounding names. Yes. That is so. I know a Christian, Kirsten, and a and a. Yeah, that's all I know. Okay, try an Adrian, Andrea, and Alexandra. Uh, wow. I mean, talk about a tongue twister that night. I thought I was gonna fall over. Oh, speaking of which. I know a Chris, and you know a Chris. Yeah. We both know the same Chris. We do. And then we know another Chris, which is another side Chris. Mm-hmm. So we actually know, like, four Chris's together. So we end up having to, like, you can't even use their, their last name, you know, like, oh, how about Chris B? Which Chris B? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that always becomes interesting. All right. So now we're getting into some of the fun events that are coming up. This is one of my favorite things is, you know, being socially savvy means you get to attend all these fun, fabulous events. Yes. I know, um, actually, I'm going to have you tell us about some of the events that are coming up with Sweet. I know you guys have just initiated a couple of uh, features to evenings, like the, what we were talking about, the Industry, industry night, night, and that's on Sundays. Tell us a little bit about, you've got something going on on, is it Sweet Saturdays now? 
Yeah, so Sweet Saturdays. So we're doing a live DJ with, you know, top 40 mixes. He's been very good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have that Friday and Saturday nights. So Saturday is kind of our big our big night where we get a lot of people in. Big push, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We love it. We and have... You, um, just real quick, when you yeah. come to the suite, you can park through the valet or you can park in the garage. It's very easy to get here. And there's a lot of parking. Yeah. Yes. Right when you get off the freeway. Tons of parking. And it's Done. good space parking, too. Yes. It is. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to be... You don't have to have a sardine opener to get out of your car. Yeah. No. <laughs> we like that. Okay, we did mention the Dr. Seuss Secrets of the Deep, the Lost, Forgotten, and Hidden Words, Works of Theodore Seuss, um, April 11th through April 28th. Again, that is only three weeks, so um, pop on over to Gunners. The, the, Venice, um, the Vernissage, that's the word I couldn't remember, the Vernissage, which is the open, is April 11th from 6 to 9, and then Saturday, April 21st from 4 to 8 is the Vernissage, so that will be your final um, opportunity yeah. to take, check out that art and purchase some. Uh, as with all locations, you know, there's new locations, and we know where we are. We know it's one of our favorites, but I do have to bring up one of the other ones that's coming up because one of our networking buddies is launching a brand-new app application. It's called I Saw You, and this event is over at the Blue Martini, which happens to be one of the new places over at the yes. Braeburn. Um, it's like a, I don't know, six-block, seven-block walk. You're going to get yourself a little bit of exercise if you park down here in Mainstream and, and enjoy this atmosphere down here. But that is going to be Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, you're invited to be a part of the first um, mobile application launch party. Uh, it's a product project that Mike Mercer and uh, I'm not sure. Here's the name I'm going to mess up. Jakob Trana have been working on for the past year. So if you want more information on that, go to our Facebook. We'll have that as well as some of these other events. Uh, we have Wednesday, April 18th. Join Chick Chat for another girls' night out at Salon Soiree with um, Wink Lash Extensions. If you haven't had any um, lash extensions, I know that you were there, um, Devony. What? Yeah, you did a podcast from there. Yeah, I did a video, and then now I've been seeing Tova religiously every other week. <laughs> I know. I, I want to go. I, I, and I'm she, she's on my list. I've got to go check her out. So yeah, that'll be a really fun event. I'm really looking forward to that. It's fun. Chick Chat does a lot of um, fun women's events, particularly. You're going to be able to, when you buy your ticket, you get one uh, mini spa service for that night. You get to choose what it is. So you do need to call ahead and book that appointment. They have goodie bags as well. So it's a, it's a lot of fun for that one. You can go to Chick Chat Wink Lashes at eventbrite.com to get your tickets for that. You know, it's time again. I know it is time. I cannot wait. It's uh, Passport, Passport. It's the weekend of endless wine tasting and treats. Let's kick off spring just right. April 21st through the 22nd. You can go to uh, com to get to low down what's happening, or you can go to blog.seattlewineexchange.com. I've got some surprises coming out that I'm going to talk with LB. Yay! I'm going to surprise you with. It's going to a new year, new fun time. I'm excited. One of the things I like to encourage people when you go to check out Passport, Passport is fabulous because you get a chance yeah. to really get in and check out all of the wineries that are represented in Woodenville that are such a big part of what Washington is so well known for. It is two days, so it's a lot of fun. Take um, a time to go with a group of people. Uh, one, much easier yes. that way. Much easier because parking does get a little bit hectic. 
designated driver because the drinks go fast. Yes, they do. Oh, please tell us. Your yeah, answer. this Saturday I'm hosting an event um, called Find My Match Speed Dating Group Event. So it's a group oh of people that we're working on that you're going to be able to walk up to people and ask them, do they want children? Do they not want children? Oh, wow. It's this really unique. To the point. To the point. I love speed it. Speed dating. And do you see yourself? Uh, it's going to be a great, great event. So that's going to be here at Sweet Lounge. <gasps> Yay. Yes, okay. this Saturday. Um, it starts at 7, check-ins at 6.30. We're going to have a big group of single women and single men. So definitely look at definitely tickets at 3stepdating.com. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah. Yay. Okay, well, for all of our socially savvy listeners, be sure to like us on Facebook. Facebook. And we do different drawings. We also hand out swag for the live shows. So get in and, you know, definitely pop into one of these so you can go home with some of these goodies. We announce winners at the beginning of the month as well as uh, do drawings. We yeah. want to thank our sponsors for this week's show. Who who are our sponsors, Mr. Jason? Sweet Lounge. Sweet Lounge. We love you guys. Sweet Lounge. Con, uh, Gunnar Nordstrom. Sweet Wipes. Nordstrom's, Pop Chips. Pop Chips, Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Cascade Ice, Kind Bars, and Lancome USA. No Kind Bars. Yes. They're really good. Thanks, everybody, for checking in, and um, we hope you have a socially savvy week. Everybody you take too. care. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.